Monday on Daily Delivery. Michael Rand here, Patrick Royce with me as always. Um, Patrick, it's kind of that time of year we're in a little bit of a, I wouldn't say a little bit of a lull, but it, it's not, uh, we're not going guns blazing like we were a month ago with, uh, with playoffs and NFL draft and stuff like that. But we always find something good to talk about. I think today we'll get a lot of twins talk, maybe a little NBA playoffs and, um, Maybe a little Bud Grant talk too, because we had the memorial for him over uh, over the weekend. But uh, Patrick, the Twins story kind of feels like it's been the same this year. When they don't when they don't win, it's largely largely because they don't hit. Um, Kirilov is hitting well. Every time I look at the batting order, though, it's like guys are like two ten, two fifteen, and it's not getting. It's not getting much better, and I, I, I guess I'm kind of settled in on this is who they are, but it's kind of funny the other day what uh, Buxton, after they beat the Dodgers that one time, started talking about how the lineup is nasty, and once they start figuring it all out, it's going to be even even better, and I, just, I still don't see it. It's just, it, it, they kind of are who they are, right? This is this is who they are. Uh, Correa might be coming out of his uh, coma, and uh, but and uh, unfortunately he lost Buxton. I don't know if you watched Saturday's game, but that was one of the greatest base running performances I ever seen. And unfortunately, he came out of it with a bad leg. Uh, he beat out a double play that was impossible. Nobody else in baseball would have beaten it out. And then he went first to third and twice when nobody else would have done it. And uh, he, he basically won that game all by himself. But then all of a sudden you're watching the game in the seventh or eighth inning. And here comes Julian to bat for Buxton. And you yep. say, oh, oh, and now they're saying, well, we don't know when he'll play again. But uh, they worked on him yesterday. I don't know what there's what they're saying about him. But uh, it was uh, kind of, a, I think, the most eventful thing in the last week was the way he started running the bases, yeah. the doing everything. And then now, uh, now who knows? He might be out. But uh, you you talk about the lineup. I mean, Vasquez is out. I don't know. His, his career numbers are not that bad, but he's an out. He's terrible. And Michael Taylor's an out. Uh, they got, uh, you know, Ryan Jeffers is pretty much an out when he plays. And uh, so the bottom there is, is, is feeble. And then, um, you know, when Correa was hitting – 190 and uh and some of the other guys up top uh you know larynx very inconsistent and uh yeah it's not a i i said from the get-go it wasn't a good lineup but it wasn't i never expected it to be this bad and uh i i don't know uh you know they can't score enough they can't score enough to make up for a bad bullpen i mean they okay it's one one and we want to blame the bullpen but it's also one one I mean, right. you got, you know, get blame the bullpen when they can't hold a 3-2 lead, but don't blame them when it's one-to-one because somebody's going to uh, score here pretty soon. Yeah, they're not, uh, you know, they're they're just, they're not good, good hitters. I mean, they don't have a good hitting lineup, and uh, I, I don't know what you're going to do about it. Uh I, I, I kind of like Julian uh, as a as a hitter and as an on-base guy. They haven't batted him first yet. They're still into their Joey Gallo thing. You hit him first. but uh, They popped uh, Julian right into the cleanup hole the other day, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, that was weird. And uh, But Polanco uh, came back for a week. He was really good, and you could see his legs just and then later on as, as he was just you know, after about a week, you could see his legs weren't underneath him at the plate, and uh, 
and made he didn't make some plays in the field that he's always made. He, he wasn't making either. And I don't know. I think he might be a, you know, that might be a knee that's going to, you know, tendonitis, whatever he's got. Uh, not having him as a switch hitter makes a big difference in the middle of that lineup too. So, uh, yeah, they're not, they're not good enough at the plate to make up for a bullpen that's now gone to hell. <laughs> so, yes. uh, so that's, uh, you know, that's a, that's a disaster there uh, right now waiting to happen. No Theo bar. They miss him. And, uh, and uh, Griffin Jacks is, they said after, after the Griffin Jacks lost his last game, uh, Rocco said, well, I'm going to keep sending him out there, but he hasn't. <laughs> He's tried <laughs> other guys. And uh, Jorge Lopez, I loved it when they made the trade. I loved him early this year. He's unhittable. But I got to admit, he's not as good as I thought he was. He leaves too many breaking balls in the middle of the plate and uh, doesn't, you know, doesn't rely on a second fastball like I, th- I thought he would to blow hitters away. So he's, you know, he came in yesterday and just threw a couple of cookies in there and they smacked him around some some guy who's kind of a slap hitter hit the top of the fence off him. And uh, he, he pretty much blew that game. Although again, they only had one run at the time. Right. And, uh, but it's gotta be a little frustrating for the pitching, right? I mean, uh, what uh, Pablo Lopez gives that California lineup one run. And I mean, the angels line up one run and uh, he ends up taking a loss when Lopez comes in and, uh, and coughs it up. So, uh uh, no, Lopez caught it up in the bottom of the seventh, so uh, he ended up taking a loss. But uh, anyway, it was uh, it was uh, you know I don't I don't know they're not real good, but they're still they're still three and a half ahead. Yeah, second place team in the division is Detroit. I know I saw that basically rebuilding. But look out, the White Sox have won three in a row. They're only ten under, and they they were terrible. They've been terrible, but. You know they have the best players in the league in the in the division, which isn't saying much. They have the best starting pitching in the division, which isn't saying you know which is saying quite a bit. So they're they're at least rivals to the Twins for the best starting pitching. So you know it's got to be wonderful for them to have stunk for two months and still be in it. So yeah. it's unbelievable. I think the Central is worse than it's ever been right now. It's this terrible. It's ever been. It's awful. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think part of that's the there's not as much, you know, they're playing outside the division more, so they're getting exposed a little bit more. Yeah. And two, and someone showed someone had the <clears throat> someone showed the other day that the Twins, I think it was when they were like twenty four and twenty, so it was a couple of games ago. The Twins were tied with the worst team in the AL East. So if you looked at the standings, it just kind of looked like the AL East through AL Central was just one through ten. It was just yes, right, know, yeah, right. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. The, there's nobody. I mean, Toronto's the last place team in the AL East. They'd win this division by 12 games, a minimum. So, uh, yeah, they're they're. Uh, yeah, it's it. The Central is really bad. They help helps the Kansas City so awful. I don't think I, you know they Kansas City. Not that it means anything. And they had this great spring training. They had all right. the young players. They were trying to get excited. They're, they got the worst record they've ever had in the history of the franchise, even when they were expansion team. So, uh, yeah, it's it's brutal. And uh, I don't know. Giants come here tonight. They're not very good. Uh, three game series, but 
I don't know, you know, it's just there's just not enough hitting to carry a team that when the bullpen's going bad and the bullpen right now is going bad too. So what are you going to do? You know, who else drives me crazy? Duran. Why is he yeah. throwing all breaking? He's throwing 80% breaking balls. What? Who's catching this team? Who's calling the plays? Who's calling the pitches? The other day, they, uh, they, uh, had you know Louis Varlin was sailing through the lineup the first time through the order. Both basically they were chasing high fastballs and they weren't hitting them. All of a sudden they switched to throwing sliders the second time. Make them hit the fastball before you go to a hanging slider. All of a sudden they have him throw the sliders and boom boom two doubles because he hangs them. And uh why switch? Your your pitching strategy until they make you spit until they make you change it. They're over coached. They're over you know scouting reported. Uh, you know just if, if they're chasing your high fastball, let them keep chasing your high fastball until they stop. Yes. God, they, uh, I don't know. I think Vasquez is vastly overrated. Vast. He, he can't hit. He's not. Doesn't block pitches. And uh, I don't, I don't see any. I, th- I think the way that pitching staffs are run now, this idea of a catcher running a pitcher is not yeah. what it used to be either. So I, 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 I'm not, I'm not much on the addition of him. Improvement on Gary Sanchez. Yes. Okay, but not much, Gary. <laughs> if Gary was letting three balls a game go back to the back stop we'd be all over him so uh, i i don't like the guy i don't i don't i don't like him as a player and he's here for three years so but i'm sure they'll tell you oh he handles pitchers he handles does pitchers. All, yeah yeah he does all this but i i he, he's not to me he's not much and then taylor you know is a really good center fielder and i think you got to keep playing him out there but obviously you know he's a in in modern baseball he's a 220 hitter because uh the pitching's just Pitching is so dang good now that boy, if you're a marginal hitter, instead of being a two forty hitter, you're a two twenty hitter now. So do you see the guy they gave up for um Lopez? Cano, not, not, Cano, not the, yeah. Cano, yeah. He's he's been lights out somehow this year. He was awful last year. His ERA is yeah. zero point three eight this year. Yes, Twenty three and two thirds innings, seven hits, one run, no walks, twenty six strikeouts with for yeah. Baltimore right now. It's unbelievable. Uh, what? Uh, who's? What are we? Uh, what are we saying to our pitching coach if he couldn't bring any of this out? I mean, was that? Was he there with West or was he there with Mackey? I can't. I remember. think it might have been. Must have been Mackey. I, I don't know. He got traded. I can't you know, remember what was at there. the break last year. So I don't. When, when did West Lopez. leave us? He was in the well, Lopez Street. Yeah, they were. West left us at uh, July fourth, basically All Star break, didn't he? Wasn't the All Star break? So it would have been before the training deadline. Yes. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But yeah, it just it we haven't had we before the meltdowns. We weren't able to blame anybody really. But then we got to blame Pagan the other day, and that we felt like we were right back in our uh, yeah. right back in our wheelhouse. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, uh, I I look at him and I keep hearing, "Well, he's got great stuff." No, he doesn't. He's okay. He's got mediocre stuff. He doesn't blow people away. He's he's you know he's. He's got that cutter or whatever it is. I mean, he's got to he's got to get that in the right place. But uh, I he doesn't have in, in modern baseball. 
He doesn't have overpowering stuff. The, the amazing thing, you mentioned Baltimore, is they let Lopez go when he was the savior, the uh, closer. This Batista they have, who's like the size of a power forward in the NBA, throws about, Felix Batista, he throws about 100 and gets everybody out all the time. So uh, Baltimore's second best record in the American League, and I think maybe baseball too, right? It's unbelievable. Them and Tampa, the two best records in the American League. Yeah. The American League East is just absolutely stacked right now. Just just looking at yeah. all those teams right now, it's just unbelievable how they go one through five. And like I said, better than any teams in the AL Central so far. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Big picture. The Twins are probably still the best team in a bad division, but I don't know. I, I'm, I, 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 you know. They're going to win 82, Max. So was that enough? Probably will be. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to win 82, though. I don't. This this offense, is, this hitting is just not, you know, as, as we've been saying here, you know, they basically, they got to win with three runs. They're lucky that their starters are. What's going to happen if any one of their starters breaks down? Because they got nobody else. They got nobody in the in the. You know, coming up, your next starter is probably Rodney Ray, Randy Dobnik. Randy Dobnik, yeah. You ready for that? So, yeah, uh, they're perilously thin right now, and I thought the depth was going to be a strength this year, but you're mm-hmm. right, it it has been because they had Ober and Varlin, and they've had some better. The thing is, they do have better replacements when guys have gotten yes. hurt. You know, veterans or young guys, guys like Solano and Farmer, like a better, like majorly capable players compared to a season ago when they ended up with you know a lot of replacement level guys in the outfield and stuff like that but yeah they're 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 i mean especially i mean the bucks and one's the one to watch right if he's out for any oh, yeah. amount of time on, then he, that's that's he a tough goes on, he goes on the dl uh royce lewis will be here june one though so uh, yes playing third base june first that'll give him an app i don't see if, assuming he doesn't get hurt uh, that, that'll give them another athlete, and they could really use an athlete. They're not a very athletic team at all. They try to tell us they're going to run more, but I don't know if they're really going to do that. No. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake. With 24-7 gaming, the good times never have to end. And you can satisfy your cravings at our restaurants and bars. Or relax in one of our luxurious hotel rooms. Those that play together, stay together. And don't forget to join Club M so you can spark new memories and bask in the rewards along the way. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. Let's let's move on. I want to touch on uh, the Bud Grant Memorial. That was Sunday. And then we'll get to some NBA playoffs, maybe the PGA as well. Um, the Bud Grant Memorial seems like it was... I did not go. I, I had some other family obligations, but I know you wrote about him again for... Sunday's paper, I believe, and the memorial was was yesterday. Jim Suhan, our colleague, was there. Sounds like it was what you would want it to be. You know, not not too serious. I mean, the the dress code was 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 setting us setting us up to be not too not too serious. But you know, just people telling telling Bud Grant stories and kind of one more one more way to memorialize a a, a coaching icon and. And um, you know, just uh, just just to remember what he meant to this state, which is just a, just amazing when you think about it. Yep, yes, it is. It's uh, he's probably. I'm thinking about it. And I didn't want to man out today, but he's probably uh, at least since World War II the uh, number one sports here. I can't speak to 
Bernie Beerman or something like that before the war when he was winning national right. championships and everything. But uh, he's probably the number one sports figure in uh, in my lifetime in Minnesota history, the more I think about it. I mean, you got certainly the great athletes, you know, you got Killebrew and Tarkington and all, all these other guys. Uh, but, uh, you know, Bud is, Bud is Bud, and it's amazing. He only coached 18 seasons. It's not like yeah. he coached 30. But even after he was – I was trying to figure it out, and I think uh, I kind of wrote this a little bit Sunday. Is when you see that, when you saw that stare on the sidelines, and you you always you always had the thought, what was Bud thinking? <laughs> What's Bud thinking here when he's looking? Because he's so passive and non. You right. Know, he never really gave us a hint what he was thinking, unless he was mad at the referees. That yes. He would, that he would flat out tell us. Uh, that we need full-time refs. He would always tell us that. But uh, and then for the next 40 years, we always called up Bud and asked him what he was thinking. You yeah. Know? We kept laughter. He was done coaching after 1985, but the, you'd still see Bud or talk to Bud or ask Bud or call Bud and ask him about something. We'd always call Bud and ask him about something. And uh, it's just he just stayed in our consciousness. And a lot of it, the outdoors had a lot to do with that. You know, he had yeah. his controversies. Uh, he was, uh, you know, a, a kind of a, he became a bad guy in the Indian fishing rights uh, con competition uh, to, a, to a lot of people. But, uh, you know, he the Star Tribune between uh, Ron Shearer for a while and then Dennis Anderson certainly with his outdoor stuff kept us, kept him in the news and the other outdoors things he did. And I actually think deep in his heart, uh, you know, he lost four Super Bowls and they hurt his feelings, but uh, a little bit. But uh, uh, I, I think that uh, I think outdoors would, and all of enjoying life was more important to him than, than than football. Really, I think football was a job, and uh, he did it. He did it extremely well. Nobody could complain. But I think it was a job. It wasn't life. Yeah, it didn't possess him. And he loved all sports. By the way, he. Uh, you know, was a very good baseball pitcher. Yeah, was you know was a was on those Laker teams uh, for a couple of years before he went to football, and thanks to Sid, he put him on those teams. But uh, <clears throat> he uh, just uh, you know he was uh, he was just this this guy who was always you know Bud. What's he what's he thinking? And uh, and we always did that, and he stayed in the news, and uh, one of the most unique guys ever. I, I said this Sunday, and it's really and his his uh, Mike repeated it to me uh, that he liked that. That I said he's the most comfortable guy in his own skin. He never oh, yeah. made. He didn't want to be anybody else. He didn't want to be any different. Uh, great stories about the uh, garage sales too. I guess he really enjoyed the bartering at the garage sales. Oh yeah. Mike. Mike had a great line about every time he sold somebody a, a lawnmower that didn't <laughs> yeah. work, get a trolling chuckle. motor. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Mike made a very good speech about him. It was good, and uh, and also, uh, you know, that that was good. And uh, I've got to give credit to Mark Rosen. Mark Rosen. There was four. I think there was they had uh, four of his media guys up there, and they had four old former players, and they had. Uh, then they had Kevin O'Connell up there, and they had uh, Amy Klobuchar did a good job. She was only up there a couple of minutes, and uh, uh, but Rosie got her done in ninety minutes. Yes. He managed to cut everybody off 
just, you know, didn't, didn't, you know, it didn't, it didn't look like he was rushing anybody, but he was actually rushing him. <laughs> right. Got it. So congratulations to him. And uh, then they served, I, I knew this was happening, but they didn't want to report it. But then they served everyone an ice cream treat. As they yes. Believe. I didn't, because it was such a nice day, they probably didn't have as many people as they thought they were going to have. But so if you were leaving and wanted an ice cream treat, you probably could add as many as you wanted. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it was too nice a day. And I think it was appropriate that everybody said, there's no way Bud would have come to one of these on a yes. day like Yes, it was way too nice of a day to be spending it indoors for one of these things. So one thing that struck me, though, Mike, I hadn't really walked around down there, at, uh, you know, through the suites and the yeah. escalator, that whole thing. This stadium, and in the late, until they got Winter Park, you think back, I was out there a couple of times when they were practicing after the snow had fallen. Yeah. And they're ready for the end of the season or, or playoff games and they'd back the tarp up like 25 yards and have 25 yards of grass to practice for a playoff game wow <laughs> and now you have this place and then you got the place out in egan that's yes in, i mean it's the, the the simpleness of the game uh when when he first came down here in 1967 and before him and Brad Brocklin then and what you have now or I mean it's it's a different planet it's a different planet in every sport but football more than any what what a what a mammoth operation it's turned into twenty two Donald yeah. made a made a comment about it and he's right because Bud said it to me many times twenty two coaches what's he doing with twenty two coaches <laughs> I'll do they said Bud had four. Well, he had six usually, but right. one of them, Bus Murdy's, was in charge of getting bargains, basically. Right. <laughs> he and uh, the one guy we didn't mention yesterday that I really feel bad about was Zamberletti. Yeah, he, he didn't get a mention, and he and Bud were, you know, his. I mean, he was the Zambi was basically an assistant coach for Bud, right? I mean, yeah. whatever he told them. He believed, and they were extremely close. And also, both legendary cheapskates. If they ever went out to dinner, it must have been quite a contest to see who was going to pick up the check. Because uh, Sammy was Sammy was very proud of his ability to find bargains too. So he would have uh, he would have uh, he would have liked that his own garage sales. So anyway, it would have it would have been. Uh, what we, we should have had a mention of uh, every a lot of people got mentioned, but it kind of got lost in the shuffle of how big uh, Fred Zamberletti, the trainer, was in that organization. One thing I never really fully understood was you know, Bud retired for the first time right around what 57, right? Why did you know maybe that speaks to what you were talking about that football wasn't the only thing for him, and maybe it was different back then, you know, 57 was a little older then than it is now, I guess, to a certain degree. I know that sounds weird to say 50, 57 is 57, but maybe people didn't stick around quite as long yeah, right. in that era. But that, it, that that sounds young for someone so um, someone so beloved in, in this era. And of course he came back and coached that extra year, but do we, you, you know, him way, you know, better than almost all of us. Why, why did he walk away that first time? It, what seems in retrospect, like a relatively young age. I do think that he just, 
things that were more important to him. And uh, I think he got one of one other thing you got to realize is they were going downhill too. Right? Yeah. Or not. Yeah. He didn't, you know, he, he wasn't used to losing. They once, uh, once they won the mud bowl in which was 77, right? Yeah. They were all that good. No. And they were, you know, the, 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 the magic was kind of gone. And the, I mean that, well, those guys all got old. The, the, yeah. He did all his success game with the same core players, basically the defense. And, uh, with those guys going, I don't think he wanted to. I don't think he wanted to spend the rest of his career going eight and eight. You know, so uh, I think that had a lot to do with it. Uh, I, I don't think that. I don't think he saw the same potential. Maybe the way the game was changing. I, I don't know. I never really talked to him about it, but I. I just always based it on the idea that, you know, he had enough money. Never had any when he was young. Now he had some money, and uh, he'd rather be at the lake. That's yeah. Uh, or in Canada or in South America or someplace. <clears throat> he talked about his friends yesterday. Buzz Kaplan from Otana was one of his big, big hunting buddy. But you know why, you know, he always said the reason he first became Sid's friend was Sid had a car. Right. University. Well, Buzz had a plane. <laughs> Buzz had a plane. So that's another reason he was Buzz's Buzz's buddy. I didn't he didn't say that, but they were they were big buddies because Buzz could fly to Canada if they wanted to go to Canada. So uh anyway, that was he was a he was a unique guy, that's for sure. When you were talking about facilities too, it reminded me of I always marvel at the idea of what what we used to have versus what we have now. And I, I always oh, think yeah. about the, I always think about the year the Timberwolves played in the Metrodome and how we had the yeah. Timberwolves go for football twins and Vikings all playing in the same stadium in one year and how everybody's got their own stadium now, except for the, oh. except for the wolves and the Lynx who share, who share some things because their seasons don't really overlap. Um, everybody's got their own thing now. And practice facilities. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the big one. Yes. You know, the, the, the wolves and the lynx have a fine one. Uh, you know, the the wild has one downtown someplace. Yep. And, uh, everybody has, and then of course the Vikings have a you know whatever they two hundred million dollars or whatever they spend out there. It's that place is unbelievable, and it's only getting bigger out there. I think they're going to end up. I if if they end up if we end up getting a new basketball arena, I bet that's going to be out there. Really? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that, but that thing's all built up now and ready for ready for something else out there. Ziggy will give them the land for it, and uh, they certainly aren't going to get it if 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 they're not going to get the money from Hennepin County, and they're not going to get the money from the city of Minneapolis. So uh, once these two owners take over, they're going to give us about a year and then start complaining about the arena. So. Huh. Boy, that'd be terrible for downtown Minneapolis. So if you lost that place, you know, yes, the, the Twins would be sitting there by themselves. So I yeah, don't they know. would. Well, the Vikings and the Vikings on the other side of the downtown. But yeah, that's uh, you're yeah. right. That would be that'd be a hole in that part of downtown. I think we're a ways down the road from that. And maybe they'd be tempted to stay there because their practice practice facility is right there. But uh, I don't know. That's a good point. Um, well, let's let's touch on a couple other things before we go, Patrick. I think the you know. I think maybe we used to make more of this 10, 15, 20 years ago about the market size of teams or the rivalries of teams in potential 
NBA, NHL, especially NBA finals. And I, I but I, I had to be chuckling a little bit thinking about how if you if you were trying to imagine an NBA finals before these finals started and you thought, man, could it be Boston, LA, just like uh just like you know oh, the, the the good yeah. old days. And now both those series are three oh the other direction, right. the Heat and the Nuggets. Uh yeah, both heat. taking three oh leads in the Heat, shockingly so. Oh, the Boston has not showed up. I mean that uh that young coach of this when you hear Spolster do a press conference afterwards and describe it and then you hear this young guy who trying to you can barely communicate in this situation. You see a fantastic difference in coaching. The Spolster's, uh, you know, he's a basically the genius of coaching, I think, considering what they're doing to him. But Boston is, they didn't show up for game three. They no. did not show up yesterday. It was just a absolute slaughter. And uh, Jimmy, that was real smart too by, uh, who was the idiot that was, uh, Al, Alan Horford was, Haunting Jimmy in yeah. in the uh, in the fourth early in the fourth quarter of game two, and then they end up choking that one away at home. And it, if you get two sweeps here, Mike, I, I got a hunch the Lakers are going to win the game and then lose it all. Yeah. But if the if you got two sweeps, they won't have a game for eight days, I believe. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's they don't start until June eighth. So when is more days than that? What's the date today? What is the date? Today's the twenty second of May. Oh, two weeks. It'll be two weeks. It'll be amazing. June eighth, I think. I did I read June eighth for the first game. I, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll I'll check that on the fly. See what we're doing here. But that that it yeah. would be a lot. Yeah. Or maybe maybe June first. I don't know. I looked it up, but it's gonna be there's gonna be a big gap. That's for sure. If you get two sweeps. Yeah, June June first will be the first game. June first, okay. Uh, it'll be a week then. You know, one of them could end. You know, you could be Monday and Tuesday could be the end. Lakers yes. Denver tonight, and uh, Jokic man, is he something? Isn't oh he? yeah, he's an amazing player. God, and I, I've I've watched him more closely this year because they, you know, ended up playing uh, our boys, and then and have been watching him since he. There's never been a seven foot point guard before. It's no, he's he's amazing. Unbelievable. He's magic. Magic only twice as thick. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know it. He's 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 been great in these playoffs. And I I completely miss on I, I completely underestimated Denver. I didn't think they were all that good. I thought they were just a nice a nice regular season team and that they were gonna get their doors blown off by Phoenix in the second round, and that was it's just way off, you know. Some of these teams that add these kind of like you know, the go super team route that you know, some of these fits have proven to be not as you know not as perfect as as you might as you might think. You know, you brought Durant into Phoenix, but that just never really seemed like it took off. And you know, the Lakers got something going towards the end of the year, but now D'Lo has been terrible for them. Like basically, all all three of the former Wolves have basically done nothing in in the last two rounds of the playoffs. Like Vanderbilt doesn't play much. Beasley's been a D, been a DNP this whole series. So, um, and D'Lo's been terrible. D'Lo, yes. Uh, after he uh, basically uh, bragged about him, who did that? Was it ESPN or Athletic that did the huge story on? You know, they're going to have to pay. They're going to have to decide what they're going to pay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like he, he was talking about himself as a, you know, a max, max guy. And, 
Yeah, good luck, buddy. He might be looking for a job. He's terrible. I uh, just a he's a bad guy and a you know a very erratic player and yeah. Uh, no, no one in Minnesota is surprised. He had two or three good games and he's yep. then, then he just stinks again. And now they're not playing him, so it's uh, you know either tip off on him was at the end of the the playing game. He didn't play for 17 minutes. They didn't. They didn't play him the last yep. 17 minutes. He's yeah. He's a, he's a bum. I think to be kind, he's a bum. You know? <laughs> to be kind, he's a bum. <laughs> That's yes. good. That was you know that was that was our big acquisition. We they would have been better off with Wiggins than this guy. You know, and they yeah. ended up giving up a number one who turned out to be nothing. But uh, right. Gave up a number one for to go with uh, him to make the deal. So uh, anybody who wants to give Gerson credit for anything, just remember that. Yes, that was the that was the big miss. That and Jarrett Culver, those were his two big misses. Yeah, oof, that's bad. Boy, you watch Jamal Murray though, and yeah, you know, you know, he, he turns out he was better than Chris Dunn Tips. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yep. Yep, but Tib- Tibbs was right about Jimmy, though. Man, it, that uh, he was that that guy is a a a, 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 a difficult teammate, but uh, he he uh, he he gets it done in in the uh, in the moments where you want him to. It, I just just imagining if he would have not gone complete complete meltdown mode on this franchise, what might what might have happened here? But he he would have left eventually, I'm sure. Well, if you would have paid him instead of Wiggins, so yes. he would have for about three more years, I think. Yep. Would have wanted out because he and Towns would have had a fist fight or something. Yes, but uh, and you uh, wouldn't have Ant right now. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, that's that is true. Yes, okay. So we could always we could always look at our failures. To, hey, they gave us a better draft choice. The, so, the bright yeah. side of failure is that you might have future success. Um, mm-hmm. Final thought, Patrick. You watch any of the golf this weekend? I didn't see too much of it because it was like well. Like we said, it was too nice to do much anything except be outside. But uh, I did did tune into a little bit of it. It looks like uh, it looked like it was a pretty good a pretty good finish. Kepka was uh, Kepka's. Uh, you know, he let the Masters get away, but uh, he's back. He's healthy. Uh, I guess playing Lib has got him. You know, it, everybody wants to know why he went for Lib. He went for the money, but he also didn't like golf that well. He only <laughs> likes playing the majors. You know, so uh, but uh, he's he's you know playing great right now and he handled that golf course which was extremely difficult and it's funny uh, two days in a row he was like in a battle with one other guy uh connor's on saturday and then uh yesterday uh hoblin and they both hit it in the uh in the sand trap on the right side of the fairway and 16 and they both hit it into the lip trying to get out they made the same ungodly terrible shot yeah and basically went away at that point and the, the, the same the same shot knocked them both out of it and made it uh, made it easier for Kepka. but uh he was i watched yeah i watched off and on for a while yesterday and he was he was the most in control player on the course so uh he's a you know he's a he's a beast man do you see the shambo by the way uh, a little bit, yeah. He's lost like a person. He was, yeah, he looked like Bluto, and now he's this. Now he's this back to what he was when he first joined. He's he's got to have something. He got to have a screw loose. 
because he was, you know, this he's going to become this weightlifter who hit the ball 340. Well, you know, when you're 2% offline, when you hit a 340, you're over in the woods, right? So uh, yeah. he, he, was, he was just all about distance. And now he's back to trying to be a golfer again. And uh, but he's he's got a screw loose. There's no doubt about it. I was I don't mind Kepko in, and I don't care about Lib, but I would not like to see that idiot win to Shabo. Yeah. He's uh, I I can't stand that guy. But anyway, it's uh, <laughs> PGA in May though. I don't know, man. Rochester, New York. It was okay there yesterday, but the first three days were terrible. We're gonna. You know, we, we, we haven't gotten another PGA, did we? We've got a Ryder Cup. We've got a Ryder Cup. I don't think we have another PGA, no. Okay. Because we don't want we don't want it in May. We don't trust ourselves with the weather. Right. It's been beautiful this week. But, uh, yeah. you know, we can give you a little, we can give you a little 42. The other night, what, about three nights ago, it was 39 or something. So, yeah. Uh, we can't be trusted weather-wise. <laughs> no, we can't. Although, yeah, this weekend was... This weekend would have been a nice weather for a nice nice weekend for golf, but yeah. Um, well, we'll uh, we'll we'll stop there, Patrick. Appreciate it as always. We'll be back at it again, maybe next Tuesday. Definitely not next Monday. We'll give everybody a, a break, but we'll we'll talk about our schedule next week, and uh, we'll we'll see you then. Okay. All right. Thanks, Mike.